Deconstructing, once again, this is Deconstructing the Psyche, my name is Michael, this is Eamon, and we're here for another week, Pot out man, another good week, another <laughs> hot Sunday, another, right? yeah, oh my it, gosh, it is, it's very hot, yeah, we're almost done with the summer, I'm glad, yeah, hopefully it starts raining soon, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be we, we started coming up with some plans for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll save that conversation for the end. Yeah. What, what whatever we'll works. We'll talk about what our plans are coming up for the future. Yeah. The weather cools off. We it's gonna something. be it's really gonna be an interesting one. We're gonna good yeah, ideas. Some good ideas for the future podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at the end and talk about oh Blade Runner two thousand 49. 49. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is today's movie and <laughs> this week's actual movie film. And? I feel the same way I felt about it the last three times I saw it. Uh, which was? <laughs> which was, I... I'd rather you lead the discussion today. I'd rather you talk about it. Because for me, it was hard... The same thing. I don't know why it's this film, but I keep I keep losing focus as I'm watching it. Okay, you know, and and it's okay. one of those films you do have to pay attention to to yeah. and watch. Yeah, but I found myself distracted. Okay. every every few. Okay. I, I take it that you want me to stop talking. Go no, ahead. you're good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think about how I'm gonna start the conversation, and immediately my mind goes to. So I did do a video. You did on this for my Psyche Matters channel, mm. and so did you. I'm guessing you didn't watch that video because you just said you did, like you didn't know. So, do you want to know the title of the video? Yeah, sure. I'm just trying to understand why I'm so resistant as I watch the film. But <laughs> go ahead. So the title of my video for that was "Modern Man in Search of a Soul." Hmm which is a Carl Jung book, right? Modern Man's Search for Meaning. That's, that's Victor Frankl's book. Yeah, Modern Man in Search of a Soul. That's Jung? Yeah. Okay. So why do you think I why well, do you think I titled my video that? We see Ryan Gosling. Mhm. Um his character's name is Kay in the film. Yeah. Right or Joe as um he's called later he by his called. Yeah. virtual girlfriend. Um He's looking for a soul. He's looking for meaning. But the replicants, right? Because he is a replicant. Yeah. Um, are not supposed to have souls, right? Well, maybe that's a good place to start. Well, what is a soul? See, this is what's interesting about the film, right? And I think yeah. James Hillman talked about this. Another Jungian analyst talk about this. Mm-hmm. Is that there is soul, right? Soul in the world, mm-hmm. right? It, these these beings are sentient beings are replicants they are they're there's a term that they use for them that's not a good term they're called like skinwalkers or something like that it's sort of a term to demean them yeah right sure but they're there's they're sort of cybernetic creatures with sort of human um characteristics characteristics or human structured they're human structured bodies Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. um they have they are not supposed to have any souls so in the beginning of the film it's opening to um Kay's character when he's uh being debriefed 
right before you do, he's entering the room. Yeah. He has to say inter- the baseline test. The baseline test. Say intercellular, intercellular. They're trying yeah. to get a baseline as to whether or not he cells. reacts. Cells. Cells. Yeah. And every question he asks, yes, interlinked. interlinked, interlinked. Right. It's interesting because they're trying to see whether he breaks sort of that character if mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. you know, if the there's stoic. Yeah, if there's anxiety, uh, non-emotional. Yeah, exactly. They're checking his bodily reactions. Yeah, right. So from that scene, you can see that they were actually saying that these creatures can develop these human feelings and emotions, mm. right? Empathy and mm-hmm. um, anxiety, mm-hmm. anger, sadness. Yeah. Just yep. from that scene alone, they need to have a baseline for the creature. Yeah, right. For sure. Which is interesting, but so we go back to the idea of the soul in the yeah, world. Yeah. What I was thinking is that even though these creatures are sort of sentient beings created out of co- computer components, there is something about being alive that makes a person human, mm. that makes a person conscious, just as animals, right? There's something about being alive that makes a creature conscious, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Their interactions with us okay. because we're human beings. Okay. The ones who are domesticated react yeah. towards us. Okay. Right? So I think this is that's a really good topic of discussion what you're saying right there is the idea of being alive. Right. And so I think this is a this movie is very philosophical mm-hmm. in the sense of in relation to that question, what does it mean to be alive? And I think that's one of the central topics or themes of this movie is what does it mean to be alive and how do you, how how is that distinguished within an individual, including these replicants? And maybe that is one of the indications of what gives one a soul or not. And so what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe we can discuss that question is what does it mean to be alive? let's go back to the other film that we watched the week prior and okay. it was um what was the name of that movie that we saw um <laughs> i can't think her that far it, back. Was, it was her her yes it's her so scarlett johansson's character she's just the <laughs> voice on on a computer program an ios yeah but in that film she finds a soul because of her interaction with human beings because of her interaction with the ideas of concepts of love um, and anger and sadness, <clears throat> romance, whatever it is, even sex. Mm-hmm. She starts to develop this sort of human pattern. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in every human pattern, there's sort of this desire for what am I? I exist. My existence. What is my reality? What am I here for? Yeah. Right. So in, in this film, we, we seem to hit the same kind of theme. So purpose. Yeah. Looking for your purpose. Looking for what am I? Do sure. I exist? Sure. Um, him. Him. He had a purpose. His purpose was he was created to destroy other replicants. That was his only job. That's the only thing he yes. knew what to do. Yeah. That and his purpose was to come home to Ana de Armas, right? Sure, but to is that have a life? Is that actually his purpose, though? That's what he thought it was. Yeah, be, but that's the question, right? Because mm-hmm. he's being he was programmed that way, right? Yeah. He's being, and that's a big part of this movie is. He's just going by orders well, all he the has, time. He's programmed without any free will. 
because the thought is yeah. that a, a, a robot or computer has yeah. no free will, especially a sentient being, because look at our computers. Sure. The computers that we have are only controlled by our commands. Sure. You input anything on a computer besides Google searching, you can tell your laptop what to do. You can program your computer, mm-hmm. right, with any computer. So these computers are essentially created to be programmed for their single purpose. Mm-hmm. He is a is a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. a blade runner. Mm-hmm. That's his purpose. But in doing so and trying to mimic reality, right, um, he became sort of humanized by what do you mean by that he became humanized by him interacting with human beings and the ideas of coming home to a wife who cooks you dinner the nuclear family idea a wife although projection she is a projection a virtual system mm-hmm. she would cook him food give him the idea of love he even bought a device for her so the she idea could, of love yeah the idea because it's not real love though no the love is also an idea though Right, it starts off as you an idea that. because we need a we need to have an idea or concept of love for us to want to engage us human beings to want to engage in the ideas of love, and that's how we experience love. Oh, I, I would I would say that's wrong. Yeah, do we not get these concepts of love from our parents first? Object relations would teach us that these concepts of love are taught to us by our parents. You're first. Gonna, I mean, is that not true? I think this is going along with this whole the whole conversation of this movie is okay. You're what you're arguing right now is that the idea of love is given to you, right? right? Yeah. And that that's how you know what love is through your parents or through your upbringing. Mm -hmm. But what if there is something other than that? And there's a term that's often used in different philosophies, including Jungian psychology Mm -hmm. of the primordial, some type of primordial experience where maybe the feeling or the the sensation of love <laughs> actually precedes the idea and that what we're trying to do to break out of our artificial life or out of our life without a soul right. is to experience love or to experience any other part of what it means to be human in our own mm-hmm. originary way, in our own primordial way, cool. as opposed to the way that you've been told it's supposed to be or that the idea has been passed on to you by other people. So the idea of love, the way you're describing it as well, and I think we both agree with the same thing that we're talk- that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There is a study that's done, and we all learn this in Psychology 101, <clears throat> with monkeys uh, in a cloth, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're baby monkeys who were um, put with a, a mother who was, one was made out of mesh wire, yep. and one was made out of cloth. Okay. And they found that the baby monkeys who interacted most with the mothers who were made out of cloth felt closer. They bonded with that one. Okay. The ones who felt were near the wire ones had you know their own emotional issues with attachment mm-hmm. it goes with your idea which is saying you know there is a primordial desire for attachment for love mm-hmm. and that's how we through the sensation which you said sensation mm-hmm. our skin is mm-hmm. one of those organisms that yeah 
do experience those kinds of sensations when yeah. we're touched and hugged yeah. it does release those endorphins that make makes us really feel good mm. which goes with the concept of love mm-hmm. but in in the movie he's a robot he doesn't have those sort of sensations yeah I, no i agree with you so yeah. he's 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 programmed actually he in does in a way no he actually does he does feel pain though he's cut he does bleed but to what extent i don't know but it's enough that he would want that kind of desire for yeah for love yeah yeah but i I still think for him it starts off as an idea it's not something he knows it's programming yeah it's something that has been fed to him in a way yeah the chick that makes up the memories is making up his memories and yeah. that, those memories are the ones that make him probably want to yeah. have that kind of feeling yeah plus that baseline test and uh his supervisor at his job is kind of reinforcing all the ways that he's supposed to be like how he's supposed to act and so what he's supposed to do what are you disagreeing with me with then well i guess i was just disagreeing with this idea that love is an idea it is for him but idea is based in the head and i I, i'm i what i'm saying is yeah that maybe that's not that is how it is for him right how it is for k but perhaps what he's doing within this movie is he's trying to break out of the external commands that have been given to him by other people through what and well through his journey He's going through a journey in this movie of of figuring out what matters to him, you know, and he has to. I think, like in my video that I I made, one of the main points I'm talking about is when he starts to like investigate into this past memory, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts to think like, oh, maybe this is me, or maybe this is a real memory, and it starts to kind of give some context to his life, and maybe like he has a past. Right. And I think when he's doing that search and he's finding that maybe this is connected to me, it's starting to bring emotions up and it's starting to bring, make him feel a different way than he has ever felt before. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that search that he's doing and that way of seeing his life as a whole is allowing him to connect with parts of himself that he's never been able to connect with before. You're saying that he's having a phenomenological experience. Yeah. I I mean, I'd say like part of it is his connection with his unconscious too, where he's starting to Mm -hmm. experience life in a different way. He's starting to do things that he's not supposed to do. He's, He's starting to go against the rules he's starting to go against his commands he's starting to um go off track a little bit and go his own path that nobody's telling him the only person that's telling him to do this is his virtual girlfriend joy and Mm -hmm. i think that we could argue that joy serves the same function as the Scarlett Johansson character and her in terms of that's his anima Mm. that is kind of guiding him along and, and trying to push him towards some process of self-discovery. Okay. So I'll keep going. So do you remember there's a scene kind of near the end of the movie? And this is when 
K is captured by the resistance and they want him to kill Deckard, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But he, what does he do? What is what is the end of the? How does the end the movie end? He saves Deckard. He saves Deckard, and he returns Deckard to his daughter. Right. right. Yeah. He reunites them. Mm-hmm. That's not what the resistance wanted. No. But it's I I think this is a really interesting part of this movie in that. Okay, you can see that say their resistance or whatever is they're fighting for good reasons, right? They they have like. Um, they're trying to make a new way and they're trying to liberate the, that group of people or whatever, you know, they're honorable. The thing is, if Kay decides to go with that group and he decides to follow their commands, isn't he just doing the same thing as he's been doing his whole life? Isn't he just like continuing to listen to external orders and commands from other people if he makes that choice? Mm-hmm. And so I think that him deciding to save Deckard and return him to and reunite him with his daughter is part of what I'm talking about right before this of him finding his own way and him finding his soul essentially and his own meaning in life and like what is important to him. And for some reason that was important for him. It was important for him to bring this man Deckard back to his Mm. daughter when nobody else was telling him to do that. And it was only him. And he had a chance to kind of like go back to his old life. Remember even before he chooses to do this, he's outside and like a kind of, a an ad mm-hmm. of a huge you know provocative joy. looking woman comes down and asks him do you want some joy in your life and it's like another joy um uh person or, mm-hmm. or or ai and it's like tempting him it's saying here come back to your old life come back to this life of of listening to everybody else and and doing the status quo right and he says no and he decides not to and he de- and he takes the other option and he goes mm-hmm. towards something that has meaning for him in his life and I, I don't know i think this is like one of the big parts mm-hmm. of, of what this movie is trying to talk about and explore is how much of the meaning and purpose of life is based in your own personal decisions that have nothing to do with what other people have told you and that are based off of your own internal motivations that you found through maybe understanding yourself or exploring your past or making your own choices or whatever it might be. No? No. Yeah. All right, that's my rant. My rant's over. No, I mean... He could have chosen either either path. I think the idea is really to accept ideology. One ideology sure. would be to join the resistance. The other one would be going back. Mm. But if he went back, he probably would be murdered if he didn't meet the baseline. Yeah. So he, he made a choice. I think the idea of a replicant having a choice is important. 
Because for him, it's he's supposed to, he's programmed to accept an ideology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but is that is that how he's finding his soul then, and maybe how anybody is finding their soul is through that is by rejecting those ideologies and and not going those ways. I don't think I don't know if he found a soul, but I think he found a purpose. It, could those be the same thing? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think a creature like that would have a soul in that way. He can, I I think he can actually maybe mimic the idea of what that would be. Just like the other guy he murdered, the Bautista's character too. Yeah. It seems like he was trying to live a life. And he's like, have you ever seen a miracle before? Mm -hmm. Because the idea of a miracle seems like, Right, they can't be human because yeah. I don't think they have the ability to do those yeah. things. Yeah, but they've seen one character, the only woman who reminds me of Mary from the uh, the story of uh, Jesus's birth. Mm. She was sort of the one who had a child yeah. when a, a replicant should not have the ability to reproduce. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So going back, I mean, can they can they mimic a soul? I think. I don't know. They, they, I'm, I'm not asking if they're mimicking one. But you're saying a soul as if they can have a soul. And, but by, by me accepting that would be me accepting that these creatures are capable of having a, that kind of a soul. But then it seems like soul inorganically would be purposeless, right? Because soul for human beings, we don't last forever. It seems like these creatures can last outlive us and last forever yeah but the thing about my idea of what soul means to be human and having a soul means that our existence eventually leaves yeah you know their existence um i think their existence ends it's kind of strange because they're they they're created in the image of men but they actually have bones Mm mm-hmm they are actually like real men. They have bones. They're replicated to be yeah. men in a way. Yeah. You know? They are. I mean, I think, I, I, I don't, I think like th- with this movie and many of the other ones we watch, it's easy to get caught up in the idea of, is this a real AI or not? Is this a actual replicant mm-hmm. versus, I think what they're trying to do on a literary level is say, Maybe K and the replicants are versions of types of humans in our world. And maybe the things that real people actually go through in terms of trying to understand or come to grips with their soul. I think what we're falling into is maybe an error where we try to humanize things that are not human. And that error would be this, because we do this with our animals, too. We treat sure. our, our dogs as if they're our children. Yeah. But when we look at the film, too, we try to humanize or put onto them some this idea of the soul. When, yeah. When it's, to me, I can, one can also argue that he's a machine who needs to find purpose. But at least he chose what to find What if we're purpose. machines that need to find a purpose? 
the thing is, Michael, we're organic creatures. We don't, yeah. We're not machines, right, that yeah. need to find purpose. Well, we're, aren't we machines in a lot of ways in modern day? You know, sometimes I heard this before, and it seems like whenever there's a newest kind of technology, yeah, people use that new kind of technology to describe um, ourselves. Mm-hmm. There used to be the typewriter. Yeah, now it's a computer. Now we say we download information yeah, when, yeah. when in fact we don't download information, but we use sort of the technology to describe it's our a metaphor. experience. Right. It's a metaphor. But yeah, it doesn't That's what mean, I'm talking about. But it doesn't mean that one is the same as the other. I'm not saying that. No, That's literal. You're just speaking in metaphor? Yeah, I I think that all these movies are talking metaphorically. I don't think any sci-fi movie including this one mm-hmm. is meant to is meant for us to look at those as literal things necessarily. Mm. I even think movies and stories about aliens are not meant to be taken literally. I think all those even are supposed to be looked at as metaphors. Yeah, they're science fiction. I think most religious stuff is supposed to be looked at as metaphorical as we were talking about on the podcast last week yeah but if not literally yeah so going also it's all stories yeah it's the the purpose it's like the purpose of story is to put us in a place to let us like uh, you know feel or see what it's like to be this thing or how we're similar to this thing you know so if it's a metaphor yeah is the soul a metaphor because you're if you're saying that maybe speaks as if a metaphor then the soul is a metaphor but you've also argued in the past that the soul is also part of energy but energy is a part of matter. Isn't energy? What if energy is a metaphor? A metaphor for what? Experience, Ph- phenomenology. I, you know, you said, are you saying soul is a metaphor? Sure, I think God is a metaphor, perhaps. So yeah, if I think God could be a metaphor, mm-hmm. I definitely think that a soul can be a metaphor think we say it's a metaphor because we don't have well i don't know we don't have the language for it that's the language it's like so we find language to describe what's going on it's like how do we how do we put words to this thing well i gotta give it a name Mm -hmm. how do i how do i describe this i have to i have to put words to it or i at least it seems like i do Mm -hmm. what are you trying to put a word to our experience whatever we're going Mm. through in life you know that process that this guy is going through in this movie of trying to know who he is to not know why he's why am i here what is my what is my purpose what is what is the meaning of all this i don't know if he's really going through that it doesn't seem like to me no to me, it seems more of like he's just trying to solve a case. The case of his life. But it wasn't really his life. He's trying to find out what the memories are and who the memories come from. I think, but that's about him. It's about her, no? He, I mean, that's who, what it ends up being. 
right. think at the end, but I think for the most part, he's under the illusion that it's him and it's about mm-hmm. his self discovery, you know, like who, who am I? What, like, is this real? I don't think it's that because he ends up finding that it's not real. He ends up finding that the only discovery, the only one who was actually real was her. Right? Because those are her memories. Yeah, it's that's true. But it's like, it's almost like that woke something up in him regardless. You know, it, it, it kind of got him out of that spell that he was in, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't real. And maybe... You know, you were talking about this earlier, the relation to another person, maybe because, Hmm. and this is something I've never thought about before, but maybe because he discovers that they were her real memories, maybe that was enough for him to find meaning and purpose and be like, I got to help her get with her dad again and do something good for them because she's real and she has this Hmm. real memory that she's gone through and i understand what that's like because i've had that in my own memory and so now we're kind of we're almost on the same page like i i know who this person is almost because we've almost experienced the same thing like he built he formed some type of empathy with her and maybe that's like the connecting bridge in terms of things concerning our soul quote unquote i don't know if he formed an empathy but i think he formed an understanding that human beings okay. need empathy i mean because those words can be interchanged perhaps i don't know forming an understanding that human beings need empathy is a different thing because it's sort of saying like there's there's sort of the idea that <clears throat> and he's often told throughout the film you're not the same creature you're a replicant you're not even like the old ones you're a different breed Mm. right but when you know that you're different especially a creature like that who's not supposed to feel right um i think you could form an understanding of it right that maybe well you can too anyone can why is it a maybe right but it's sort of an understanding that a mother and father would be better off uniting with each other yeah because okay but he didn't have a mother and father so yeah he had to understand her and that's like good, what she went through you know well, that's a good point so do you think it takes time to understand empathy or do you think empathy is something that just happens we form it right away especially no, I, a creature who we can argue never had empathy before he kills other creatures who are his own kind yeah and even Bautista's yeah. character said how do you like killing your own kind he has yeah. no real emotion yeah. towards it i definitely think it takes time and i don't i think you know like this movie and many others we've watched a lot of a lot of a lot is condensed into a very small amount of time and mm-hmm. that's partly just because of the length of a movie and maybe they rush that along in this film, but I think they're trying to show the process of him coming to have empathy for other people for sure. Okay. I don't know that the thing that you just had mentioned like a a few minutes ago about this idea of being different versus being the same that does come up in this movie too, Mm -hmm. because 
one of the things it seems like when he gets captured and he's with all those people starting that revolution is that they're all concerned with them being the one. Mm. And I think they use that term of them being the, the real person, essentially, you know, I want to be the one, the same thing, the same type of conversation happens when he's in that face off with, um, love the other replicant that was under Jared Leto's character, right? Mm. She's the she's saying that she wants to be special or she's the special one. She's the best one, right? Yeah, I'm the best. And so it seems like they're all concerned with being the best or the one, which means that they're different. And I think one of the things I'm I'm arguing in that video that I had posted before is that Kay ends up actually becoming special or the one but not because he's different Mm. because he's like other people and because he actually starts to find a relation between him and maybe Deckard's daughter and maybe some shared humanity Mm. and some shared understanding of what it's like to be a human and that that's actually what makes you special is when you are able to connect with other people and you're able to like share in experiences and, and really like have empathy and understand Hmm. as opposed to being like separated and being different. Alienated is a word that comes up Hmm. in that when you're different, you're alienated, you're, you're on your own. You're, you're not with other people. You're not connected with other people, you know? So it's like, Maybe when you start to see how you're just, we're all the same, then you start to like bridge that gap a little bit more, you know? Yeah. That's sad. It's sad for him because he's not the same and he's told he's not the same throughout the film. Right. You know? And that's what's sad. And I think he realizes that that's why he otherness. Okay. But that's why he would want to connect a father with a daughter because he's a, he has, again, an understanding of empathy and understanding of family, right? And I think he mm-hmm. will, he is in the outside looking in because he can't have that. Yeah. She is a miracle. Yeah. She's born in a way, and he's a later model where he doesn't probably have the ability mm. to, to replicate mm. in that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he, I think he comes to an understanding that concepts of love ideas of love and ideas of these things exist through the memories that are shared with him yeah but also even his sense of organs in a way yeah but at the end i think there's sort of an acceptance of life in the way that it's gone it's dead it's sort of there is he dies at the end he does but there's a there is an acceptance of life right and there's another thing that kind of sticks out in this movie with me in terms of I think it's that I think it's him giving he's giving his life meaning by putting two things together that he thinks should be together Mm. both father and daughter should reunite Mm -hmm. and that's that's still last meaning he can give to his life because I think there's an acceptance of the absurdity of his his role as the replicant the kind of creature yeah right and that's the it's I don't think he develops sort of human emotions or capacity yeah but i think he develops critical thinking Mm. 
and by thinking critically of what his role really is, yeah. it comes to the idea of, I don't want to join the resistance. Yeah. Like you said, I'm going to be the same as I'm being told what to do. Maybe he didn't agree with your ideology, with their yeah. ideology. Yeah. He couldn't go back, like we said, because he would have been killed. Yeah. He actually thought he was the one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of gives him a sense of maybe selfishness or narcissism. I yeah, am maybe. something. Maybe. Right. I have a purpose other than being this kind of a creature. Mm-hmm. There's some, I was born. Mm-hmm. What are my memories? But that's when he comes to the exploration of what are these memories? What do they mean? Yeah. Right. And then realizing these are not my memories. These memories are inputted. They were implanted in me. Yeah. Right. Using the same reasoning that he's been brought up with. He has reasoning. Mm-hmm. He has critical thinking because he's mm-hmm. an investigator. That's what he's programmed to do. Yeah. But as a critical thinking, as an investigator, I think he can come to a conclusion. And a conclusion would be they they can be together for whatever reason. That is a better outcome than the one he was given before, mm-hmm. either joining the resistance or joining someone else. Mm-hmm. And it became his choice what mm-hmm. he decided how he decided that he would die. Yeah. That doesn't all these things I said does not mean he has a soul or has a capacity for having a soul. It just has a capacity for critical thinking. But yeah, I I don't know because a lot of what you're just saying is is talking about that you know he's putting certain pieces of information and events together that maybe wouldn't necessarily be put that way, but that kind of like just describes to me the process of creating meaning and that you're you're putting things together that uh like form the meaning and and form some purpose and i don't know for me i i believe a lot of the idea of what the soul is is based off of meaning and purpose and finding some type of like coherence in your life and and bridging gaps and and like putting all the pieces together so you're saying based on your idea that the soul is the whole life yeah for sure where like it's all everything is like making sense things are connecting and and things that's not the how could that be the soul why not you're saying the soul well, what do you understand by it is the soul the overall you're saying the soul is the overall depiction of uh, how like the depiction of life in every aspect of it or like what sure but are you talking about the world soul because then there's a different meaning I mean, yeah you could say like not only for your own life but also how that fits into the overall perhaps well look there's this idea that we all need we need interaction with other people to create truth. Yeah. Right. To create truth, we need to interact sure. because sure. we agree on what truth is. Sure. We look at the table in front of us. That is a form of truth because it exists in front of us. <clears throat> we agree that it's there, but we have two different perceptions of truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we have two different perceptions of soul or do we have one? I don't think there is some objective way of, of, mm-hmm of deciding that. And I think that's why that's a cop out answer because there's no objective, but there isn't, but there's no, there's no desire for exploration of the objectivity of soul. Then if you ask a hundred people what it means to have a soul, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you're going to get 99 different 
answers to that question. We just agree that the table is in front of us and that's truth. But then you're saying by not agreeing by truth, then we don't agree at a table's in front of us, then there's no real soul. The table is a representation of reality. The table is a representation of consciousness. Well, consciousness for you is a representation of reality, which equates to soul. I don't think the table is a good, a good way to prove this argument. Then, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because it's objective? Objectivity. Because, exactly. Objectivity, it's outside of us. A table is your soul. Is your soul outside of you? You're saying the soul is everything. Yeah, the soul is everything by your accord. But is it? But it is, is outside. It only of outside of you. Is it something that you're seeing? So now it's within. Are you? Do you see your soul? No, we don't see our soul okay. because our soul is a part of our consciousness, which okay. is outside of us. That's only outside of you. Our consciousness is outside of us. Yeah. Is it only outside of you though? That's what I'm asking. If you're talking about what's happening within yourself, right? The yes. consciousness within, within yourself, there is a process that is happening within us yeah. that helps us understand the external. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an internal and an external. Um, okay, so maybe it's both. There's an internal and external mechanism that's happening mm-hmm. while we're understanding reality. By yeah. your definition of the soul, the soul is everything. It's how things come together, Correct. So then the table is a part of the soul within this room. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't think that we could say that the table is part of the soul, but your original argument wasn't that. Your original argument was trying to talk about how do you prove truth and proving truth through objectivity. And what I'm saying is that huh. we're not talking about the soul as an objective thing. For the most part, we're talking about the soul as how do you understand it within yourself? That's an unconscious. That's not soul, right? I don't know. It could be unconscious. It could be partly conscious. It could be partly unconscious. See, I was thinking a long time ago, what is the soul? Right? Because there... yeah, tell me, cause I'm still waiting for your answer on what that means. So there was this, there was a Russian scientist who cut off the head of a, chimpanzee in the head of a dog okay they transplanted head head transplants are now possible it's been done before Mm -hmm. um so what happens to the capacity for soul right the the creature didn't last right because okay it was really an abomination but this they had a head transplant a person's head transplanted onto the body Mm -hmm. so what happens does this person now have a soul right but the soul is an interaction between both the, the your sensations, your organs, your body, right? Because that's what our, we are. We're creatures of these sorts of, yeah, that we feel these things. Okay. Right. So is that how you describe what the soul is then? Yeah. The soul is a part of the consciousness that's outside of us. Yeah. And it's based on the sensations that we feel. Okay. Do mm-hmm. you think that everybody else would agree with your how you just defined it i don't know what everyone else would agree with i've never met everyone who would agree (laughs) with me no do you think that i agree with you uh no not based on how you're asking me no (laughs) but what i'm saying is like isn't it very possible that that's how you see it and that's your interpretation of what the soul is just like it's my interpretation of the character in the film yeah 
Yeah. And I have my interpretation or I have my understanding of it. Mm -hmm. But it's like each person is deciding that for themselves, perhaps. There is no... I don't know if there we can come up to some objective understanding of what that what that thing is. What is he? Who? The character. What is he? K. Yeah. What is he? That's a very broad question. What is he? He's a man. In the first part of the film, no, he's not. In the first part of the film, what are they saying? Well, his, he is? Gen, his gender is no, man, isn't it? He's a man. Okay. okay. Male. Is he a human being? He's a, he's a replicant. What does that mean? A replicant is a artificial intelligence that kills the Blade Runners. Right. Can we agree that he's a replicant? Sure. And he's designed to do what? Kill the Blade Runners. Right. Sure. Okay. So we both agree that he's a replicant and designed to kill Blade Runners. Yes. Is that his programming? Yes. Okay. Does that make him human? No. But I don't, I don't get where you're going with this. Can we agree that human beings have the capacity to have a soul? Yes. Right. So then what does he have? Does he have the capacity to have a soul? Or does he have the capacity to understand or mimic that capacity? Well... You're going back to the literal understanding of this of this character. Though. I think that it's it is literal. I think that is a literal literal. I don't think that this creature is a part of the metaphor of life. I think I think what okay, and that's fair. That's that's how you're looking at it, and maybe that's part. I don't know. You say that you f- feel like this movie is boring. That's what you said, right? Mm. Right? I did, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason. I I do think I am, and this is a, a very like certain opinion I have, is that if you look at sci-fi literally, it's boring. Mm. It's it's like there's no reason to read sci-fi. It's just facts then, and I I think that might be part of the problem, is that you're reading this in a literal way and that's why it's boring to you because it's it makes sense too because stories are supposed to have impact on you and especially when it's philosophy it's like how does this relate to my life how does this relate to who i am and so if you're talking about ai and you're talking about this replicant who is not human mm-hmm. what is that why does that matter to you as a human being it doesn't it has it has no relevance to who you are And so I think that is part of the problem is if you're reading it literally, it's like, well, yeah, what the fuck? This doesn't matter. It's just, it's just some stupid story. But when you start looking at it as this character is kind of like human and he's like a form of a human and maybe something that I'm going through or I could be going through, then it has, then it's like, okay, now it's relevant and now I'm engaged or now it's like, it's like, this is, this is part of what I'm going through. So yeah, now it's, 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 it's something, it's something more than it was before. You know how like in comic books, 
Superman, right? Superman. Yeah. He looks. He dresses a certain way when he's human, then he dresses a certain way when he's Superman. Yeah. Why does he dress that way when he's human? How, how does he look at humanity? Are you asking me for my interpretation of Superman? Yeah. Um, I think that Superman and what you're talking about there is Clark Kent is a metaphor for the persona. Mm-hmm. And it's a metaphor for a guy who has to try to fit into regular society. Right. And try to be like everybody else. Whereas maybe beneath that, there's some other deeper aspect of him that is not able to be shown to the public. Mm. Right. So he, Superman views people as weak, right? That's why he dresses as this guy who's not confident. He's sort of unassuming, wears glasses, wears a suit, no real rebellious streak at all. And then when he's Superman, he's just like, whoa, this guy is powerful dude. Yeah. You know, hiding aspects of himself. I kind of think that this film reminds me of sort of maybe the weakness in men in a way of how because they don't have a meaning and maybe I resent that there there is sort of a search for meaning but it just seems like such a weak way of looking at, at things in a way you know of not understanding life I think a lot of people are like that though I don't think it's, I mean, and I, I, you know, maybe there's part of what you're talking about is correct. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not great, but this is what Carl Jung is talking about. This is why I use that title for this is like, this is, this is a modern thing. Like there's a lot of people that don't find meaning or purpose in their life. Their their life is just like, blah. It's just like, I'm just going along Mm. with the. I'm going along with emotions. I'm just doing, I'm just doing this thing. You know, I'm just like, oh, all right, another day. Wake Maybe up. That's what I don't like about the film because even when he's mimicking human beings in a way, it's sort of like that's it. That's but accepting. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But it's accepting reality as is. It's accepting it as like this is all there is. Right. And I mean the world that they're showing you is a very dim world which Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people could argue that that's what the world's like now Mm -hmm. it's like there's (laughs) if you turn on the news you're not getting a lot of hope out there it's pretty it's pretty dark for the most part and it's like well maybe most people are living like that and most people are saying what's the point why do i even try why do i even get up in the morning and and do something with my life i might as well just you know get go home crack open this whiskey and have my ai girlfriend tell me what i want here and you know dress up in whatever way i find provocative that day mm-hmm. uh, to turn me on and not have any arguments and just please me and have nothing nothing like difficult basically you know Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are probably like that yeah working the nine to five yeah the the daily routine for sure that kind of life yeah yeah that's what i'm i think that's what they're trying to do with this 
like I think that's what K represents, you know. He's that he's the modern man. Hmm. But he did, I think he breaks out of that, you know. And I do think that, you know, at the very end of this movie, he when he dies, he's holding a flower, you know. And I think they use organic life and growth in this movie in particular ways to represent, you know, the, the beauty that people can see in that and the beauty that you can see in like those small things. And that's how he dies. You know, he dies looking at that flower and appreciating it basically. And it seems like that's growth for him in some way. Cause he didn't even know what a fucking flower was at the beginning of that movie. He found that flower at the beginning, he was like, what the fuck is this thing? Basically, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't know what organic life was. It was strange to him. And by the end of it, he's like, hey, look at this. You know, this is, maybe this is worth it in some way. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems like it's a, it's, it's a simple meeting. Yeah. You find meaning in the smallest of things. Yeah. Hmm. All right, man. I think this is, I think uh, I've done enough talking and it's fucking brutally hot in here. I'm, <laughs> we're both sweating balls. Uh, this might be a good time to end it. What do you say? That's a good idea. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just like, I need to get out of this garage. It was like a hundred degrees and it's stifling hot in here. Yeah. So this is a, this is the idea. This is what we were talking about. And I think I'm going to try to like speak for both of us and hopefully you agree. The idea is we're going to keep going with this second season. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to do, I think maybe like six or seven more episodes after this or around there. We'll probably have to take next week off because of some moving situations, but we're talking about let's start doing some TV shows and we're going to try to do a couple TV shows as they're on the air. So the first one we're going to do, we're talking about Fargo season five, right? So Fargo, Fargo mm-hmm. you haven't seen any of Fargo before, I have not right? Seen Fargo, no, okay. no. I love that show. I've seen all the four seasons. I wasn't a big fan of the last one, but I think this one's going to be good. It has John Hamm in it. Um, I haven't seen any previews, but I'm excited. And I think this is going to be like a show people are going to be watching. That starts Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. So I think that's around the time we'll end second season Mm -hmm. right before there. And we'll start season three for Fargo. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll do try to do it weekly. There might be a couple of weeks where we do two episodes. I think the first week is going to be two episodes. And then we'll do throughout that season. It's like a 10 episode season. That comes to the end in early January. And then I think we're going to try to do season four, True Detective, which starts in January. That sounds exciting. And have you seen any True Detective before? No, okay. I rarely watch TV shows. The, the benefit you have is that both of these shows are essentially miniseries and they're all self-contained seasons. So you don't really have to know the other seasons, but... <laughs> I am going to recommend that you watch at least Fargo season two oh, man. and true detective season one before we start just to get an idea of what these shows are like. I'm down. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I think both of these shows are going to be, 
people are going to be wanting to watch them. Not a lot of new content coming out. And we want to try something new where we're doing like a weekly one on a show that's on. And both of these are going to be released on a weekly basis, I believe. So they're not like all coming out at the same time, which is, I think is also going to be cool. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. We talked about that. It seems like you're down, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of have our work cut out for us. We're, we're in September. It seems like we're, we have a plan through March at least now. So this seems like we're going to keep doing this, man. Exactly. Regardless of the followers and the views. So if you, if you're on board, that's something to look forward to. And yeah. Yeah. Listen to our interpretation is of the show. Yeah. Uh, Fargo and true detective. And, Probably yeah. The Sopranos at one point. That would be good, too. And The Wire at one point. Yeah. Maybe not weekly episodes, but maybe an overall, yeah. you know, conversation yeah. of the series. Yeah. Um, a lot to talk about. Yeah. We're going to be breaking down the episodes from a psychological perspective. Yeah. Obviously, Michael and I come from different psychological yeah, sure. orientations. And philosophies. Very much so. Yeah. Very, And we're very... Um, how do we say it? we're very uh well i'm very distinct in how i looked at things and he is as well yep but it really is to come together and create sort of a psychological understanding yeah. of the shows and how you know the listener interprets it yeah. i'm really curious again to know how you look at the shows yeah. do you agree or disagree with us with me for sure i'm really curious to know what are your thoughts of blade runner yeah. or you know the shows that we're doing in the future yeah so yeah Uh, let's just sign off and we will go ahead and we shall start (laughs) moving on yeah we'll move (laughs) on it'll start getting cooler we'll probably get some jackets and sweaters in here during the winter but better than this so let's end this episode we've been deconstructing the psyche this is Michael it's Eamon thank you for your time once again take care in a couple weeks probably. Take care. All right. All right.